Ebullient greetings. I'm your host, Jackie Bird of Jackie Bird Spiritual Wellness, your guide to stress and anxiety relief, mindfulness, awareness, self-care, self-love, and personal growth. Welcome and thank you for joining me as we roll with peace in mind. Today's riff is a Wisdom Gems trilogy. Three episodes from the past that I have put together for your consideration. In the States, we are moving toward Thanksgiving. And while it is a very wonderful time of year, sometimes you're going to be with family members that kind of rub you the wrong way. And these episodes help you, or are to help you, just keep your even keel when you're around these folks. <laughs> I grew up with a very uh, argumentative and contentious family and holidays were, ugh, they were awful. They started off a lot of fun, you know, and then somebody said something to somebody and somebody got mad. And before the evening was over, the adults were all screaming and yelling at each other and I never understood why after my grandma had made all that food, she made everybody's favorite food. She never said anything while these people were yelling in her house. I hope you don't go through that. <laughs> oh boy, I hope you don't go through that. But in case you do, these episodes coming up help you keep that even keel. The first one is Harmony. That was episode 29. The second one is Take a Walk in Courage, episode 52. For those of you that want to speak up, but may feel that you don't have the right or a little afraid to speak. So listen to that portion. And then the third portion is Becoming Aware, Minding Your Store of Thought. And that was episode 37. Also, helping you just to be aware of what goes on inside your mind. A lot of times we really don't have a clue because we're on autopilot. So these episodes are really about mindfulness and bringing your attention to yourself within how you tick, all that good stuff. Before I have those episodes coming to you, I've got some stuff coming up that'll definitely help bust your stress, especially over this holiday season. So as usual, the last Sunday of the month, I have my Chill Out Stress Busters Guided Meditations virtuals. And those are just to get you just a regular ooh, end of the month kind of deal where you just unwind, relax, get the kinks out of your mind and your body. And they're just very restorative. So that's coming up this Sunday, November 28th. The other workshop that I want to tell you about is at the end of December and the beginning of January, and it's called Don't Defer You. It's a guided meditation and journaling virtual workshop, and you can tell from the title, Don't Defer You. End of the year, we make a lot of promises to ourselves and resolutions. I'm going to do this. I ain't going to do that. I'm going to do this. And we don't keep them. We start out like gangbusters, but then over time, they start to fall by the wayside, which has to do with how we treat ourselves. We are the last ones to really give ourselves the love that we want from other people. 
You have to give it to yourself. So in this workshop, it will be just about that. How can you be kinder to yourself? What things can you do for yourself? Even if you don't have money, there are things that you can do for yourself that make you feel good. So the workshop will help you define what that is. And also, it's got my Stress Busters Guided Meditation thing going on up in there where you just, whew, you'll breathe, you'll let go, you'll relax, you'll refuel, you'll cleanse, you'll renew, all that good juicy stuff. And that will be intertwined with the journaling. So go to my website and get that information or you can look in the show notes and the link will be right there. So you can click it and you can see what the other dates are in January. It's just an hour, just 60 minutes. So without further ado, here is the first of three, harmony. Harmony is defined as the combination of simultaneously sounded musical notes to produce chords and chord progressions having a pleasing effect. When you hear a song with utterly juicy harmony, it can send shivers through you. But there's another definition that has to do with our wellness, our well-being. And that definition of harmony is the quality of forming a pleasing and consistent whole. Without harmony, what we experience are holes, not the wholeness we seek. Holes in our energy, holes within ourselves. We feel tired, empty, depleted, unhappy, and the list goes on. The stress, anxiety, and or depression we feel is all rooted in being out of balance with ourselves, which sends notes of discord through our being. We have to learn and find ways to create harmony for ourselves, not just when we are out in nature or on vacation. Those are momentary pleasures. A meditation and mindfulness practice, no matter if you are just beginning or have been doing it for years, can point you in ways of creating harmony in your waking moments. I share with you two very short poems from Sri Shamoy. Silence embodies the beauty and fragrance of harmony. If you can create harmony in your own life, this harmony will enter into the vast world. Remember folks, energy is contagious and everything is energy. When you are rolling in harmony, that energy emanates outward. Look to the things you do daily to see where you can make harmony sing. What can you do today that is in keeping with creating more harmony in your life? Don't wait. Begin to create it. Keeping harmony in mind in your day, every day, every moment, will change your life in a way you can't imagine. Next up. Take a walk in courage. Courage is defined by Webster's Dictionary as mental or moral strength to venture, persevere, and withstand danger, fear, or difficulty. Sometimes when we think of courage, we think in terms of big ticket items like jumping out of an airplane or standing up to a bully. 
I was bullied by a girl in the fourth grade who was bigger in frame than me. Funny, I can see her right now. I don't know why she decided to make it her mission to pick on me. I always tried to get along with everyone, but that girl couldn't stand me and helped to make my life continue to be a living hell. In the previous year, I had lost my mother suddenly and my whole world exploded. Five months later, I had a newly minted stepmother I didn't know and dealing with her was a journey in and of itself. And also that September, I began traveling alone to a new school over a mile away from my house. Lots of newness for my little nine-year-old self, events so out of my control, and the last thing I wanted to do was to have to physically defend myself. Each time that girl approached, I ran or tried to get away, wiggling through kids on the crowded bus on the way home rather unsuccessfully. Went home with scratches. Dad told me to fight back. I didn't want to. Why did I have to? I already felt like I was fighting for life with all the new changes and I didn't have anyone to talk to about it. Fight back, hit someone. What if she beats me up? Well, she was kind of doing that anyway. The next day was the threat. Wait till after school, I'ma beat your butt. You know how when you want time to go quickly and it drags, but when you don't want it to go fast, it zooms by? Yep. Well, after school came way fast, and here we are at the bus stop, and the crowd of kids made that circle you make when a fight was about to go down. And here she comes, pushing me. And then I let go of fear's hand and out popped my courage. I took a chance. I swung my heavy-ass book bag with all my might. <laughs> I seem to remember swinging in a circle to keep her at bay. I walloped her good, man. She was in no position to touch me because of that swinging of the book bag. And that idea just popped into my head. It was just a boop, book bag right at you. And then it was over. Just like that. The bus came. We all got on. I went home beaming. I did it. I fought back. The folks were proud. She never bothered me again. We actually ended up becoming friends. Whew, how about that? Little did I realize for all of my short years on the planet, I had exhibited an enormous amount of courage. Going on from a devastating loss takes an unmeasurable amount of courage and strength, but it's not always a loud trumpeting thing. Courage! It can be a quiet occurrence, like trying something different, such as venturing into a newly opened restaurant you know nothing about or learning to do something completely new. You know, it's been a long time that I saw this piece on 2020, but they were saying that after the age of 35, people are reluctant to try or learn new things. Ooh, I certainly hope that has changed, but as I and the population has gotten older, I have observed people's reticence to step out of their comfort zone, even to the young folk. You know, step out of their comfort zone and be daring, be different, be themselves. We become very set in our ways, and though unhappy with a lot of things that our habits dictate, many people are resistant to changing. They would rather complain about what they don't like as opposed to summoning or rather allowing the courage and willpower. Come on out to make changes. Changing takes courage. Courage to look at how our mentality, our life outlook is so rooted in fear. 
We don't open our social circles. We don't make it our business to reach out to others different from ourselves. So suspicious of others are we, generally speaking. We don't make friends with people of different ages. We tend to stay within our age groups. It's really important to speak to elders. They got a lot of stuff to tell us. They are history walking. They are wisdom in many uh, cases of walking and things that they can tell us that make our lives easier. But we, in fear or ignorance or whatever, laziness, I don't know, we tend to shut them out. And those of us that are older don't necessarily make friends with the younger. It takes courage, you know, because young folk could be a little rough in terms of dealing with folks that are older, but we need to have patience with each other. And that can take some courage. It takes courage to step out on faith and to not allow fear to dominate us. We are scared about so many things. We must take a walk in courage to transmute the fear, to transmute the anxiety, to transmute the stress. Courage to make changes in habitual thought patterns that no longer serve us. How does one get courage? In knowing that courage is not something you get, or have to go out and buy, but it is something you allow, which I said earlier, you have to allow it because it is already inside of you. You know, people will go, well, how do I get courage? I don't know how to do that. It's already in you. When one exhibits courage, they have made the choice either consciously or unconsciously to step around, under, over, or through the fear to fully be present and do the damn thing, whatever that may be. Quote, I learned that courage was not the absence of fear, but the triumph over it. The brave man is not he who does not feel afraid, but he who conquers that fear. Nelson Mandela. Courage does not always roar. Sometimes courage is the little voice at the end of the day that says, I'll try again tomorrow. Mary Ann Rodmiker. I might have butchered her name. And from one of my favorite, favorite poets, Hafez. We have not come here to take prisoners, but to surrender ever more deeply to freedom and joy. We have not come into this exquisite world to hold ourselves hostage from love. Run, my dear, from anything that may not strengthen your precious budding wings. Run like hell, my dear, from anyone likely to put a sharp knife into the sacred tender vision of your beautiful heart. We have a duty to befriend those aspects of obedience of our house and to shout to our reason, oh please, oh please, come out and play. For we have not come here to take prisoners or to confine our wondrous spirits, but to experience ever and ever more deeply our divine courage, freedom, and light." End quote. He says, we have not come here to take prisoners, we tend to make ourselves prisoners. We hold ourselves prisoners in our fear. It takes desire, courage, intention, and willpower to step out of our comfort zones and to make changes. 
Try that new idea. Start that business you've been wanting to begin. Learn a new language no matter your age. Move to that new place or country. Leave that relationship or begin anew. Embark on learning the true you better without any interference from the outside. Stop listening to what people have to say. Stop listening to other people's opinions. Listen to the inner guidance that you are equipped with. Exercise the courage that's within you all along. Let go of fear's hand long enough for it to come through. Courage is taking your own hand to do what your inner being urges you to do. Courage doesn't wait for the opinion, sanctions, or approval of another for you to do you. Courage steps past the whisperings and or yellings of fear to accomplish the task at hand, whether it's to save another or to save yourself. When you find that you are holding tightly onto fear because it has assured you that you're safer with it, sit quietly with eyes closed. Breathe in very deeply through the nose on the count of four. Let the air out slowly through the nose on the count of five. Repeat three times or more. Listen to the sound of the breath as it nourishes every cell of the temple that is your body. Listen as it flows out of you into the atmosphere. Feel your body let go of pent-up tension. Relax the jaw. Unclench the teeth. Relax the shoulders. Move your head slowly to stretch the muscles in the neck, shoulders, and upper back. We hold so much tension there. And when you find yourself totally relaxed, ask, why am I afraid to do whatever that is that you're afraid to do? What is the worst that can happen? And you may get a barrage of answers, all the things you're scared of. Notice what happens to your heart rate, to your breathing as you go through your fear laundry list. After you've had your fill, repeat the exercise of the breath in and out slowly through the nose. Once you've returned to a relaxed state, ask, what's the best of what could happen if I do X, Y, Z? And let it rip. Envision the possibilities. Go for it. And once you've had your fill of that, make note in your phone or on paper, my personal favorite, or both. List the possibilities to look at when you forget what you thought of and when you've taken fear's hand again. Keep that list with you and it will remind you, yeah, yeah, I could be a zillionaire if I follow through with this idea or I could be fulfilled or I could be fulfilled in a millionaire. Whatever, whatever the possibilities you can see, allow yourself to see them, that is your courage list. Time to take a walk. Dang, you know, I hadn't thought about that incident with the bully in a good long while. What things can you think of in your own life where you exhibited courage? Listening to that again really gave me a deep appreciation for me <laughs> that nine-year-old girl, you know, she had to do, she had to endure a lot. And as I said, there was no one to talk to about it. No one 
asked me how I felt. I just had to deal with the loss of my mother, sudden loss of my mother, new stepmother, new school, new everything. And I, I did it, <laughs> you know? And that's why it is good to look at moments in your life, especially when you feel like you're drowning and, and you can't see past a particular place that you're in. If you can find those moments where you really, really stepped out on courage, and I know you did, you got them. You just have to maybe go back a little bit to remember what those moments are, but that's your history right there. That is in the book of you, those moments that you stepped out in courage, you can do it. And if you can't think of anything, there's no time better than now to write a new part of your story. Last section is becoming aware, minding your store of thought. Like many times, I will have one idea for an episode I'm about to create, and just before I sit down to craft it, another idea pops into the brain that becomes more dominant, more pressing. I woke up with a song in my head, why initially I couldn't tell you. Yet when I realized what the lyrics were saying, I went, holy cow, gotta riff on this one. What's deep is I have not heard that song in years. But it coming to me at this time, it's like perfect. Most of the time, we have no idea what we think as thoughts morph and spin upon themselves, jumping from one another at rapid break speed. Thoughts, 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 creeping over and under more thoughts, often not even finishing one thought before another more insistent thought jumps on top, screaming louder. Becoming aware of the thoughts you think is a cornerstone of awakening, of becoming more aware and present. You can always trace how you are feeling to the thoughts you were thinking. I know, most of us think it's the other way around. We feel and then we think. But if you really begin to examine the thoughts to feelings to thoughts to feelings conduit, you will begin to see a pattern that you hold the key to. Unlocking the door of the pattern leads you to more freedom, peace, grounding, and centering. I got a mindfulness awakening challenge for you. Begin to mind your store of thought. Mind what's in your mind. Don't worry about what media says, social media, what your mama said, what your papa said, unless they gave you uplifting thoughts. But really, 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 you have to mind what's in your mind. Become more aware of your thoughts by paying attention to how you are feeling at a given time and note the predominant thoughts that preceded how you are currently feeling. For example, you're feeling crappy. Why? What happened? What did you think about what happened? How much time did you spend thinking about the thing happening that you didn't like? A few minutes? An hour, a couple hours, a lot of the day, most of the day, or have these thoughts continued longer into days, weeks, months, years? You know, a lot of us are carrying stuff that happened to us when we were children. So 
See if you can connect the through lines of your thoughts to your sense of feeling in the moment. Whatever it is you are feeling. You know, if you're happy and joyful, what were you thinking before feeling that way? Did you get a promotion? Did you just have a baby? Whatever it is, begin to see if you can connect the dots between what you are currently feeling in a given moment to what were you thinking about what happened to that moment. Taking from the matrix, cause, effect. Cause, effect. I will now share with you the lyrics in the song that played in my head when I woke up. I'm going to speak them because I really want you to hear them. The song is called The Windmills of Your Mind, and it was first released in the U.S. in 1969. It was recorded by Noel Harrison. It was written by Michel Legrand, he's the composer, and Eddie Marnay was the lyricist, the French lyricist. Alan Bergman, Marilyn Bergman, added the English lyrics. Round like a circle in a spiral, like a wheel within a wheel never ending or beginning, on an ever-spinning reel, like a snowball down a mountain, or a carnival balloon, like a carousel that's turning, running rings around the moon, like a clock whose hands are sweeping past the minutes of its face, and the world is like an apple whirling silently in space, like the circles that you'll find in the windmills of your mind like a tunnel that you follow to a tunnel of its own, down a hollow to a cavern where the sun has never shone, like a door that keeps revolving and a half-forgotten dream, or the ripples from a pebble someone tosses in a stream, like a clock whose hands are sweeping past the minutes of its face, and the world is like an apple whirling silently in space, like the circles that you find in the windmills of your mind. Keys that jangle in your pocket, words that jangle in your head. Why did summer go so quickly? Was it something that you said? Lovers walking along a shore and leave their footprints in the sand. Is the sound of distant drumming just the fingers of your hand? Pictures hanging in a hallway and the fragment of a song have remembered names and faces, but to whom do they belong? When you know that it was over, you were suddenly aware that the autumn leaves were turning to the color of her hair, like a circle in a spiral, like a wheel within a wheel, never ending or beginning on an ever-spinning reel, as the images unwind, like the circles that you find in the windmills of your mind. It's hard, it's hard, it's hard as heck, to get a handle on our thoughts. But if the desire and intention are set with the inclusion of patience and dedication, you will prevail. And when your thoughts start bugging out, which they will because there are so many triggers met along the way, when your thoughts start bugging out, you can bring your mind back without much ado. But know that it is a practice and not a sprint with the destination of rolling with more peace Mind in the store of your thoughts. It is a lifestyle. It's a lasting gift to give yourself on your life journey. Meditating is another key to opening the lock to what makes you tick. Truly tick. Not what your mind 
tells you, not what social media tells you, not what the voices that bombard you tell you. A great way to begin unlocking the door if you need assistance is with my guided meditation Sundays at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I want to share a comment made by a guest. Your guided meditation was everything I hoped it would be and more. I felt happy tears emerging during our session because I felt such pure joy, light, and love. I felt so connected and in flow with every word and breath that I did not need to think. I just had to be. And with how chaotic things can feel in the world sometimes, that's all I really needed to just be. Thank you for creating such a beautiful space. And thank you for not just allowing me to pause, breathe, and center myself, but for giving me tools to find my way back to that place in my heart. They were effective immediately. Any chaos that has come my way since our session has been met by the harmony that you ever so sweetly let me know was there this whole time. Can't wait for next Sunday's session. Yes, I'm coming back. Thank you for healing my heart always. That last reference was to a series I was offering a year ago. The next session is coming up in reminder, Sunday, November 28th. And I love so much to work with people and to see their stress and anxiety just melt away. It is such an honor. And I really hope you join me for one of my sessions coming up. The workshop, again, to remind you, is December 20... Ooh, let me make sure I get that right date now. Tell y'all something that's not true. The, uh, <laughs> December 29th is the Don't Defer You Guided Meditation and Journaling Virtual Workshop. And it's early enough that I hope that you guys that are on the other side of the world can join in. I also have a brand new website. I am so excited and I hope that you go there and visit. And as the holidays are coming, there are a lot of great gifts. There's new music, there are videos, there's my audiobook series, Seven Daily Thoughts and Mantras for Mindfulness. And that is the audiobooks of my eBooks of the same title. You can book a Stress Busters Guided Meditation session, or you can give it as a gift. I have gift cards. Please support small businesses and us independent entrepreneurs. We love you guys for your support and word of mouth. Also, you can become a patron of this podcast. That is also on the website. So please go to Jackie Bird Spiritual Wellness. Dot com, J-A-C-Q-U-I-E-B-I-R-D, spiritualwellness.com. Thank you so much for listening, and remember to roll with peace in mind.